Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Javen Takar Show. Uh, here we go. Finally, me and my brother, we are going to talk about the NFC South division. Um, I know it was supposed to release Monday, but unfortunately, things did not go to plan. So here we are today now talking about it. Probably one of the best divisions, one of the most competitive divisions. Um, and let's start things off right off the bat with the Carolina Panthers team with a lot of talent uh, had a very defensive mindset going into this draft which is definitely what they needed uh, in the first round they went with defensive tackle Derek Brown out of Auburn a big boy he's there he's going to eat up the blockers he's a, he's a great size uh, you can compare him to Nidamonkong Su and you know what this man he's, he's looking like a beast probably one of the best defensive tackle or probably the best defensive tackle in the draft he's a great run stuffer and he 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 will open up a lot of holes for the other panthers defensive ends because he could take on like two one one two blockers himself so that is definitely going to be a monster on the defensive line for the panthers um yes i was actually really hoping that niners i was hoping that their ground falls to us so because i felt like he would be such a great um fit for us you know he just takes up the blockers he takes up two to three blockers, and the rusher could just come in. I think that uh, Brian Burns is really going to benefit from um, this this draft pick and Derrick Brown. And also, he doesn't have very many weaknesses. He's a very well-rounded player. He can work on his pass rushing, but that's not his main skill. You know, he's supposed to take up the blockers and open up lanes for, you know, the edge rushers to come in and get the um, sack. And that's exactly what he will do. And in the second round, the Carolina Panthers select, oh, man. Yeter Gross Matos. Yeter Gross Matos. That sounds like a taco place. Uh, defensive end out of Penn State. I'm liking this man, dude. I'm liking this man. He has very good size for a defensive end, and he's he's very athletic, too. He's got good speed. He's going to definitely also, you know, Derek Brown is going to open up holes for him, so he's definitely going to look good like uh, Brian Burns. Uh, yeah, compared for him is uh, Preston Smith. He's really fast from the outside, but yeah, I felt like he could have been a first round type of player, but he did end up falling to the sixth pick in the second round, and I felt like this was a great pick for the Panthers. You know, just going for that. All they went all defense in their draft, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, yeah that's I, what they needed though. The yes. if we're gonna be honest, their offense is pretty talented, especially with the moves that they made in the off season. So I think that they they are doing the right thing by looking into the defense. Yeah, and also at the end of the second round, they got a very great safety in Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois, a very small school. He's That's you know, where Garoppolo came out of, right? Nah, he went to oh, the no, Eastern, Eastern, Eastern Illinois. Oh, you know, Northeast, all the right. same Illinois. Oh, yeah, he's uh, very great. He can hit a little bit. He has great size, a great frame, but he can work on his tackling. He got to get more lower when he does the tackle. But compared for him was Harrison Smith. All right, the Panthers came fourth in the NFC South. You, you guys know how we do this thing. We start from the bottom up because, you know, the better teams, we don't have much to talk about, except, you know, for our second, our third team that we're going to talk about. We got a lot to talk about, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Panthers are pretty active in this offseason, I would say. A ton of new additions and a ton of departures. Some additions, uh, Robbie Anderson from the New York Jets, wide receiver, Definitely a great player, very athletic, a very good pickup for the Panthers, and a very good target for the new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B now in Carolina, coming from the New Orleans Saints. Very excited to see how he's going to play, um, obviously with the Panthers' offense, with Christian McCaffrey, now Robbie Anderson. 
Uh, who else they got? They had that one receiver. Uh, DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, this team is looking very nice. They also got Russell Okung. Uh, so, you know, try always try to yeah. protect Bridgewater so he doesn't end up like Cam Newton, all injury-prone mm-hmm. and such. Yeah, they traded uh, o- uh, offensive guard Trey Turner for just a straight-up swap with the Chargers. And they obviously had a ton of departures as well, which is unfortunate. Cam Newton, who is still unsigned, which as I talked about in the bonus episode, it is insane. Cam Newton has a lot of talent and a lot of skill still. I think he should be on an NFL team. I'm very surprised that the Chargers did not go for Cam Newton. I think Chargers were very stupid. They should have got Cam Newton. He's still got skill. He's a cool cat. Obviously, Greg Olson also, he went over to Seattle. Uh, obviously, Luke Keekley as well, unfortunately retired. I think, what was it? It was just health concerns. Yeah, probably. he was like 29. He had way more good years ahead of him, but I get it, you know. It's a tough game to play. So, yeah, I understand. Yeah, one of the best middle linebackers in the league. Of the decade. Um, the, yeah, actually, the decade. Uh, Gerald McCoy also, defensive tackle. So I guess they kind of, you know, filled in Gerald McCoy with Derek Brown. Gerald McCoy, uh, well, he, where'd he go? Is he signed yet? Cowboys. Cow- oh, yes, yes, yes. Cowboys. That was also a pretty good pickup. And they lost Don Terry Poe. So they lost two very good defensive tackles, which is unfortunate. But then they got one in Derek Brown. So that, yeah. It, it, yeah it but I don't know. You know, one for two. I don't but, know. But Derek Brown could take up. You know, he's, yes. he's pretty big. But it wasn't like Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe were, you know, the best D tackle. No, no, nah, nah, but they're definitely big boys. I mean, yeah, but Gerald, Gerald McCoy was kind of falling down. He was get, kind of yeah, getting out of his prime. Old. Now, now let's get into the star of the team, the the main player, all of their offense, pretty much. This is basically the team. This is yes, the this, is the, this is the Panther. The Carolina Panthers are named after the MVP of the league. He is the most valuable player to his team. Uh, Lamar Jackson won. He, MVP he literally just said he's the whole team. <clears throat> He is the whole team, but it's I don't, MVP. Oh, but he didn't win MVP. Okay, he should have. He went uh, in two hundred eighty-seven. We attempts. haven't even said his name. We don't need to. Okay, we will not mention Christian McCaffrey's <laughs> name. Two hundred eighty-seven. Uh, two hundred eighty-seven attempts. Uh, one thousand three hundred eighty-seven yards on the ground. Fifteen touchdowns. Not to mention his one hundred sixteen receptions, along with a thousand yards receiving, plus four extra touchdowns. That is a beastly year if I've ever seen one. He a does thousand, it all. A thousand. He does it all. He does it all. What other running back gets a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards? That is insane, man. Um, another player, though, you know, Christian McCaffrey. He's the whole team, but he's got some, you know, background characters. DJ Moore, as we talked about earlier, you know, Teddy Bridgewater gets a throw to him. DJ Moore picked up eighty-seven receptions, one thousand one hundred seventy-five yards, and four touchdowns. So you know, definitely, obviously, not bad for this the second offensive player. Teddy Bridgewater will have fun in this offense. Obviously, throwing to Christian McCaffrey, handing off to Christian McCaffrey, looking for DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Definitely going to be exciting to watch. Unfortunately, though. I think this team is still going to go fourth in the division. And that's just because, I mean, there's many talented teams in this division. And I don't think they're the most talented. Uh, Yeah, but you mentioned two of the receivers. But don't, uh, don't forget about Curtis Samuel. I heard he was in some trade rumors. But he is very versatile. You know, they do uh, do a lot of end rounds with him and a lot a of sweeps. speedster. Yeah, he got uh, almost 20 attempts rushing uh, this year. But, yeah, he's also a very solid receiver, a very solid third receiver. And their defense, as we said, they went into the draft defensive-minded um, their defense is, is solid, but it, it needs a lot of improvement. Uh, probably the best player on the defense, Brian Burns. And he only start, started five games. He got one forced fumble, one touchdown, 7.5 sacks, and 16 QB hits. I like Brian Burns. I'm going to mm-hmm. say right here, I like Brian Burns. He is going to wreak havoc in the coming future. Yeah, and that Derrick Brown pick is really going to help him. Like I said, 
this year he had seven and a half sacks and only five games started. Next year, I could see him getting close to kind of similar to Shaq Barry this year, close to 20 sacks. I could see around maybe 18 sacks. That's going to about do it for the Carolina Panthers, baby. Now, let's move on to the second team, the Atlanta Falcons. Getting a little lost up in the notes right now. The Atlanta Falcons, uh, a team that was in the Super Bowl. They lost 28-3 against the New England Patriots. Uh, but, you know, it's Tom Brady. What are you expecting? We'll get into Tom Brady later on in the episode, as we know. The Atlanta Falcons, I would say, had a pretty decent draft. Uh, first round, 16th overall, they went with Clemson cornerback A.J. Terrell. Ivan, how do you feel about A.J. Terrell? Um, I thought he was a good prospect for maybe a late first, uh, like mid-second. But at the 16th pick, I just don't see that happening. Before before the college football playoff, I was like, hey, he's a good corner. But then once they start, he kind of just falling apart to great competition. To those LSU receivers, he just couldn't handle them. He just got beat and burnt every play. They just kept attacking him. He couldn't do nothing. And I felt like that should have lowered his draft stock. But um, I guess the Falcons saw something in him that no other team saw. And they decided to pick him up at 16. Yeah, and you know, if you're getting burnt by college LSU receivers, then you're going to get toasted in the NFL um, in the second round, they went with Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman out of Auburn. Uh, you know, he's very versatile. He can play in- inside and at the edge. He's very quick. He's got great lateral movement. You know, went to the same school as Derek Brown. So maybe that maybe that made him mm-hmm. shine a bit more. Yeah, that's maybe why he did go to the 47th overall pick. But I do like him. Some of his issues are, you know, he struggled against a powerhouse like Alabama. You know, Alabama's O-line is great every year, and he did struggle against them. You know, he might have some balancey issues, but I feel like on the Falcons, he can uh, work that out with Grady Jerry. You know, he's similar to him, actually. But yeah, I feel like this was actually a pretty good pick. Alrighty. Oh, what's up? Oh, and just in general, this Falcons draft, I thought it was a little bit questionable. I'd probably give it like a, a D plus, maybe, or a C minus. I just didn't like a lot of the picks, but this is the one I actually like most. I kind of like the AJ Terrell pick. Now maybe he did go a bit early. Uh, you think? I don't think. I don't know. Maybe Falcons really liked AJ Terrell though. I think maybe they even could have traded down. Maybe even could have got him in the second round. Do you think? Uh, I don't know about the second round. Maybe they could have traded up their second round pick for him. But and also, uh, I get I get why they picked a cornerback because they lost Desmond Trufant. Yeah, they need they they need to just work on the defense entirely. I yeah, think. and um, before the Falcons kind of went on the run at the end of the year, they're projected to be like a top seven uh, in the draft, which would could have led to maybe Jeff Okuda, but um, sadly they couldn't get him. So yeah, until <laughs> yeah, they- that would have been nasty. Okuda on the Falcons defense. The Falcons went seven and nine. Uh, they were tied for second in the NFC South. However, Buccaneers had the tiebreaker. They had many. They had some pretty good audits. They had some pretty good traditions. Todd Gurley being the big one. He he was a beast about, what, two, two, two three years ago, he was the best running back in the league. Unfortunately, he, he developed arthritis in his knee, and that is probably because of overuse. You know what I'm saying? Which we can see happening to with uh, Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately. And I can see it with other running backs, too, like Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, Derrick. But Derrick Henry, he is a beast. He is not a human. He is honestly like an animal. He is not going to develop any sort of bad injury. Uh, Todd Gurley had kind of a a slump last year. You know, only picked up 857 yards and 12 touchdowns. However, in 2018, he racked up 1,251 yards, 17 touchdowns. So, you know, he hopefully... 
um, the Falcons will get, you know, 2018, 2017 Todd Gurley. There's rumors that the Falcons are going to get the quote-unquote good Gurley, which is definitely going to be huge for the Falcons. However, we don't really know what Gurley we're going to see until we actually watch. Um, another addition that they got was Dante Fowler, you know, another Rams player. I'm pretty sure he led the Rams in sacks last year, even with Aaron Donald on the team, or he was either second or first. But yeah, this is a great addition, especially since they are losing Vic Beasley to the Titans. Uh, they're pretty similar, and I feel like that was a great uh, replacement for them. They also got a new, some new targets, Hayden Hurst and Laquan Treadwell. I was actually very excited for Laquan Treadwell when he was drafted. Um, however, he did put up to be kind of a bust, I would say, uh, which is unfortunate. They had quite a bit of departures. Austin Hooper, who went to the Cleveland Browns and is now the highest paid tight end in the league, but probably not for long. Uh, Niners, they plan to pay George Kittle, uh, like wide receiver number one money. Uh, he said he if wants. If they do, that's just a big overpay if he is getting paid receiver one money. They also lost Vic Beasley, who I always liked Vic Beasley. He went to the Tennessee Titans, who, you know, we were just speaking in Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be a fun episode. Can't wait to talk about the Titans. I, I love the Titans. Uh, is it Laquan Travel? Who else? They? Oh, Desmond Trufant. Desmond Trufant was a very good cornerback. A, a little, little, yeah, a little aging, a little bit age is catching up to him. But nonetheless, it's still a very good cornerback. Who I guess they're trying to replace with AJ Terrell. What do, What did you think of Desmond Trufant? Uh, yeah, he's for sure getting out of his prime. But uh, did they cut him? Uh, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it just makes sense. You know, he was aging. He was getting paid a decent chunk. So it was a really smart move to get a replacement for him. They also uh, cut Devontae Freeman back in March, who, you know what, he was a pretty good running back. And I feel like if they had mm. kept him and paired him with Todd Gurley, he's a good second running back. Yeah. He, he's a good running back to have a one-two punch with, which is what they had with uh, Tevin yeah. Coleman. So I think he would have actually been pretty good with Todd Gurley. But, it, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, uh, I never really liked Freeman. I always liked uh, Tevin Coleman more. I didn't, I didn't, I felt like he was, you know, getting out of his prime. I'm pretty sure he was injured a bit of this year. And he hasn't signed with the team, right? Nah, he's like, he's unsigned still. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know where he could go. Maybe the Bears. You know, if they need a running back, so I wish him the best of luck. Now this 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 Falcons offense is is pretty nice, I must say. Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Matt Ryan, you know, was he won what he won MVP a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, four thousand four hundred sixty six yards, twenty six touchdowns, and fourteen interceptions. Four. Maddie Ice, baby, Ice, Ice, baby. And a lot of those uh, catches are coming from Julio Jones. 99 receptions, 1,994, what, or 1,394 yards, my bad, and six touchdowns. Julio Jones was a beast this year. I that's every year. That's every year. I would say he's one of the, I would say he's probably the best receiver. No, I think Hopkins is the best receiver. Julio's probably second for me. Uh, we'll get into Michael Thomas in a little bit. And obviously, Calvin Ridley, a great second option. Ivan, how do you how are you feeling about this Falcons offense? Especially, oh, also oh, adding Todd in Todd Gurley. Yeah, they need a tight end still, but they did get Hayden Hurst, I think, for like a second round pick. Felt that was a little bit of an overpay, but, you know, they need a tight end. And this Falcons offense, I can see them being easily top 10 next year. They have great weapons. Um, Calvin Ridley was great coming out of college. I think he was the first round pick, right? Uh, yeah, for ago. sure. Yeah, he was great coming out of Alabama. But going on to this defense, they do need a little bit of help. Definitely. De- yes, Deion Jones. He came back from injury last last year. Um, he he did great. You know, he had one interception, one touchdown. That was at the very end of the year against the Buccaneers, and he had 110 Ooh. tackles and two sacks. Yeah, you know what? Who else these these Falcons got that he's also he's out for injury this year? 
Keanu Neal, man. I feel like people are forgetting about Keanu Neal. Such a hard hitter. Uh, just a great safety overall. I really liked Keanu Neal. I was a Keanu Neal fan. Uh, also having DeMonte Casey on the other side. And Grady Jarrett there to hold down that defensive line. This Falcons team is looking pretty solid. Uh, so they just got to build in that defense a little bit. But again, like we said, these next two teams coming up are probably the most talented teams in the division. So good luck to the Panthers and Falcons trying to catch up. Although, you know what? I have read some people talking about the Falcons being dark horses to win the division or even make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I can see them making the playoffs if the Buccaneers, who is our next team, don't live up to the expectations. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers out in Florida in the first round, 13th overall. They pick Tristan Wirfs, tackle out of Iowa. Uh, you know, he's there. He's going to hold down that left side to protect Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, and he's very very versatile, too. Uh, if the Niners did pick him, I felt like maybe he could have played guard for a little bit because he did play a little bit of guard at Iowa. And so that's always nice to have on your O-lineman, you know, play, switching between guard and tackle. But he will be most likely uh, a tackle for them. Man, you have bought up the 49ers and I think every pick we have talked about. Uh, I think it was just Derrick Brown and then him, right? Uh, I don't know, man. Probably, but still. Uh, they also picked Antoine Winfield Jr., safety out of Minnesota. Uh, Antoine is looking pretty good, and his father also played in the NFL. I think he played for the Titans. And Vikings, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> yep, so, you know, there you go. I, uh, you, Antoine Winfield is an aggressive guy. He always looks for fumbles. He's good at tracking the ball. He's focused. However... He's a little bit small for a safety. He's 5'9", so he's in a struggle with the jump ball. It's going to be easy to just toss it over his head. Julio is going to moss him so many times. However, he's not the best tackler, so that is obviously going to be something to struggle with. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Mel Kuyper had him as the number one ranked safety over Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney, which is kind of surprising. That is blasphemous. But, I mean, he went after both of them. But I could see him being a star in this league, especially on the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Buccaneers went 7-9. and nine. Uh, Like I said, they tied with the Falcons. However, they had the tiebreaker. That coach, Bruce Arians, man, he is a beast. Uh, <laughs> I just, Yeah, I just described a coach as a beast because that's what he is. He's such a good coach, and he's got so much talent on this Buccaneers roster that he is, I think he's, he's destined to win. However, I think that the new additions, Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady, some of the most hyped up, uh, off-season pickups uh, this season, I don't think they're going to live to expectations. I don't think they're going to play as great as they were on the New England Patriots. Uh, I don't know about Gronk, but I feel like Brady, he's going to put up MVP-type numbers no with way. this offense. No with way. a great coach, great receivers that he didn't have in New England since, like, what, 2000, like... 2008 2007? Yeah. So, you know, he has great receivers, and he's going to have his great tight... His best friend, pretty much, tight end Gronk. And he's going to have a great backup tight end, too, O.J. Howard, if he does stay on the team. But, yeah, I can see this offense also being top seven in the league next year. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Because this offense is kind of a vertical – they're kind of vertically built. You know, they're, they've got the big receivers. that They, they want to go long. Brady is not that type of quarterback. Brady is a type to just check it down. That's why he's had such small receivers in the past because he's a type to, you know, just kind of throw it down. And then the receivers, they end up, you know, going yards after catch uh, so I don't see I don't see I don't see Brady doing as good as he did with the Patriots. Gronk, however, he's too old. You know he took what two years off of the NFL. He just I think it was one year, maybe. Oh, it was two years. Nah, because they lost or they won the Super Bowl and then he retired. I think. Let's see here. Twenty eighteen. Last year was that. Last year he played was twenty eighteen. 
So it's 2020 now. Yeah, so he missed 2019. So he missed the 2019 season. But, you know, two years technically. Uh, I don't know. He's just been partying. You don't grow. Y'all, everyone knows Gronkowski. I don't see him being that New England Patriots Gronkowski again. I think he's just going to be a okay tight end. Top, top, probably top 15, top 10, maybe. I mean, I know there's some great tight ends in the league. But right when he comes into the league, I know he's going to be a top five tight end. You know, you're he's, saying like he's a rookie. Right when he comes in the league, man. Oh yeah, he's coming back in the league. Um, he's pretty much probably the best tight end of all time if he did play a couple more years. Well, which he's going to. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah. So I think he really end up as the greatest tight end of all time if he can just put up maybe one more thousand yard season. He hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2017. He is 30 years old, so you know you could still argue he's pretty young. He still has a lot of talent left. Uh, but, you know, I just don't see him succeeding. I think this team is going to be one of the biggest letdown teams, um, unless if Bruce Arians is going to step up. <sighs> they had some departures. Vernon Hargraves, Jameis Winston, who I don't think anybody's really sad about. And I think one of the biggest, I think one of the biggest departures is Brashad Perryman, who was an underrated receiver. He gets kind of foreshadowed by Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Uh, Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was also kind of a bust when he did play for some other teams. But at the end of the year, when Mike Evans did get hurt and he was out for the season, uh, James Winston really looked for him a lot, and uh, he Which also he should not. Winston should not look for any receivers. Well, yeah, he was looking. He's actually. It seemed like he was looking at the defense, and it kind of just ended up in Perryman's hands. But yeah, Perryman, he did have six touchdowns this year, and most of those came at the end of the year too. So yeah, he also six hundred forty-five yards. Uh, but you know, we just talked about Brashad Perryman. Let's talk about Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. These are the these are the stars of the show, in my opinion. Mike Evans, he was targeted 118 times and got on 121 times. So, you know, they're about even targets, uh, 60, 67 receptions for Evans and 86 receptions for Godwin. Uh, Evans picked up 1,157 yards while Godwin picked up 1,333 yards. And Evans had eight touchdowns and uh, Godwin had nine touchdowns. So, like you know, they're both very good, both putting up very good numbers, very similar numbers. I, I personally think Godwin is going to be better this year because I just don't see, I don't know, something about Evans is, like, not sitting right with me. I don't see him being, like, some one of the best tight receivers in the league. However, Godwin, I could see him succeeding very well. Uh, yeah, he is not as much of a vertical threat as Mike Evans is. He's more of a Tom Brady type receiver, you know. Tom exactly. Brady. I feel like Tom Brady and him will really connect well. That's probably why you think that he will do better. Yeah. But last year, you know, Godwin really stepped up. A lot of people in the preseason had him be like, you know, one of the, one of the more breakout stars, and they're they're correct. You know, he did have a great season, and he did play more games. I'm pretty sure than Mike Evans, so that might be why he did have some better stats. Yeah, and let's talk about this Tampa Bay defense. Levante David, that middle linebacker out there, one interception, 123 tackles. He's that man. He is stopping the run, and he is covering running backs. He's covering tight ends. He'll probably even cover a receiver if he needs him to. I really like Levante David. He has so much respect for me. Um, Also, we cannot talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without bringing up Shaquille Barrett. This man is one of the best pass rushers in the league. He racked up 19.5 sacks. That is insane. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that led the league. And he had six forced fumbles on top of that. He could have easily won Defensive Player of the Year. You know, um, Stephon Gilmore won it. But Shaq Bear really did have a breakout season. I think he should have won Defensive Player of the Year just because. Um, that's probably just me being a Patriot hater, though. 
Uh, all right, let's move on now to our last team, probably the best team in this division, no doubt. The New Orleans Saints, baby, out there in Louisiana. Got that good food, you know what I'm saying? And they got that good football team. Uh, the Saints in the first round pick center Cesar Ruiz from Michigan. I mean, what do you feel about Cesar Ruiz? I did not like the pick whatsoever. I wow. thought they were for sure going to pick Patrick Queen, probably the second best linebacker in the class. But, you know, Caesar, they already had Eric McCoy, and they go with Cesar Ruiz, which I just don't, I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, they got to protect their, their Drew Brees. You know, he's he's old. Uh, they want to use him now. Well, he's good. Uh, they probably want to win another Super Bowl, obviously. That's always the plan. Uh, they also got Zach Bond uh, in the third round, linebacker out of Wisconsin. They did not have a second round pick. Zach Bond, ex- very explosive. He's got quick hands. He's got good speed as well. Uh, he could cover tight ends. He could cover running backs. And he could also, you know, rush the quarterback if you need him to. Uh, I think this is uh one of the biggest deals of the draft. I do, I know, I do say that a decent, but a bit. You say that a lot, but yeah, a lot of these teams are getting steals, you know. But yeah, Zach Bond in the third round at the seventy fourth pick, I felt like he could have easily been picked in like the middle of the second or the late in the second, but you know, it goes late in the third, which I really like this pick for. Late the, in the third, he got what? It was tenth overall, I think, in the third. Oh well, <laughs> middle of the third maybe, but anyways. They did need a linebacker. I thought they should have went with Patrick Queen, but, you know, Zach Bond, he is a lot worse than Patrick Queen. But for the third round, that was a great pick. And the Saints, they went 13-3, uh, first in the South Division, obviously. Uh, what, second in the NFC. We saw how they did. They choked to the Vikings again with another quote-unquote controversial. I'm coming for all the Saints fans. It was it was, it was clean. Y'all choked to the Vikings again. Uh, <clears throat> they had... A little bit of departures. Teddy Bridgewater, obviously, they have they had three really good backup quarterbacks. Taysom Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, and, oh well, Drew. I was counting Drew Brees. Taysom Hill. I don't even know if you count Taysom Hill as a backup quarterback. Uh, oh yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is a good, good backup quarterback, and now he's got the chance to be a starter. They also lost Ted Ginn. I think he went to the Bear. Yeah, he went to the Bears, and Vaughn Bell. But they got some very good additions. Emmanuel Sanders, probably the biggest addition. Emmanuel Sanders with the 49ers. Uh, so he got traded to the 49ers about midseason. I think at about November, October time. Uh, for, for the 49ers, he racked up 502 yards and three touchdowns. For the Broncos, 367 yards and two touchdowns. So very similar stats for Emmanuel Sanders. And he's going to be a great addition in this passing heavy uh, Saints team. The Saints also added Malcolm Jenkins, or re-adding Malcolm Jenkins, and Jameis Winston. So they just, they you know, they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater for Jameis Winston, got rid of Ted Ginn for Emmanuel Sanders, and got rid of Von Bell from Malcolm Jenkins. This team did not get worse. They got better, and that is very scary for the rest of the NFC. Golly. Um, yeah, I could easily see them being a top two <laughs> Easily, uh, in the yeah, in the They're NFC, one of the best teams of the NFC. This it's just gonna be it's gonna be Niners and Saints really for the rest of this NFC. Come on, you forget about the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, Vikings, Packers, Buccaneers got to prove themselves. Cowboys, Vikings, Eagles. Buccaneers got to prove themselves. Vikings are overrated. Seahawks, okay, you got me there. But if they lose Clowney, then that's a big part. They're not gonna be as good. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Bring me. Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys are overrated. They're going eight and eight. Eagles got no talent. Uh, they're, they're very talented. I don't know what you're talking But they're about. not good. Okay, well. They got lucky saying- They got lucky winning a Super Bowl with a backup quarterback because Tom Brady is too old now. He's not going to win another Super Bowl for the rest of his career. 
Well, I mean, you could say what you want, but I don't think Saints are easily a top two team. Easily a top two team. Niners and Saints, that's going to be the NFC Championship next year, and one of those teams are going to make the Super Bowl. Guarantee it. Um. Anyways, going, going back to the Saints offense, Drew Brees obviously to only picked up about 3,000 passing yards and 27 touchdowns this year. Uh, with four interceptions, so obviously, so you know, obviously, did not throw much interceptions. Threw a lot of touchdowns, but uh, didn't pick up as many yards as I thought he would have picked up. Um, yeah, he he did miss a few games though to that broken thumb. Yeah, yeah, I remember when he got that. Yeah, in week two or something, when Teddy Bridgewater stepped up, went like five and zero. But yeah, Drew Brees, very great quarterback, probably top three of all time. But going out to Michael Thomas, he just broke the the receiving record just easily. It seemed like <clears throat> three yard slants. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, he had a what? I think what Thomas is a pretty overrated. I know people are gonna come at me. I think Thomas is a bit overrated, and that's just because of the fact you know he has a great quarterback throwing to him, um, and he just he catches just a lot of short routes and little slants. I don't know. I mean, he had seventeen hundred yards. I know. Okay, obviously you can't argue. He's a good receiver. I just think people overhype him a little bit too much, man. Can't guard Mike. Uh, yeah. Okay, buddy. Offense player of the year. Come on. Okay, buddy. I think you know what. There's so many other players that deserved it, and uh, we McCaffrey. talked about McCaffrey. Yeah, um, they got also having Kamara, obviously a good running back. They got that three-headed monster: Breeze, Kamara, Thomas. Uh, Kamara kind of had a uh, slump season, I would say. I kind of compare those three players to you know the killer bees for the Steelers. You know Brown, Bell, and hey, bro, you can't be making jokes about killer bees right now. Okay, oh, oh. they're coming to the U.S. Man, you can't be talking about killer bees and uh, Big Ben. Or did I say that? I don't know. But I don't we know what you're talking about. The Killer Bees from the Steelers, uh, Big Ben, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, yeah, this is, they're obviously very fun to watch, very electrifying. And adding Emmanuel Sanders to that mix is just going to be even more fantastic. And their defense is, is not that bad. Surprise. Usually, you know, offensive heavy teams don't have very good defense. But this this team is very, this team is built for success. Cameron Jordan, obviously, I would say leading that defense. 15.5 sacks for this man. And 53 tackles. For a man that's aging, he is 30 years old. That's very good numbers. Yeah, he's probably might, might be playing his best years of his career. He's doing great. You know, I've seen him on TV sometimes. You know, he's like an analyst too. Yeah, he's just he's he's such a good guy, dude. How mm-hmm. could he not love Cameron Jordan? Yeah, and going to the secondary, they have Marshall Ladmore and Mark Williams, some great players. And now they're adding uh, Malcolm Jenkins. Yes. I think that's a veteran leadership that that team needed. Yeah, um, they're both. You know, Mark Williams and Marshall Ladmore. They're both very young. Marshall, uh, Mark Williams actually, he had four picks last very year. Very underrated. Oh uh, yeah, but he did He's let also up. Also, the guy, yeah, yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota miracle, Minnesota miracle, Minneapolis, Minneapolis. yeah, yeah. Minneapolis. <laughs> Minneapolis miracle, uh, which is unfortunate. Everybody was clowning over that, but he definitely made up for it. Yeah, this I'm year he say. made up for it. You know, four picks, thirteen deflects, fifty-five tackles. I'll say that's a very great year for uh, free safety. And another aging guy, Demario Davis, is also doing pretty good. One interception, four sacks, one hundred eleven tackles. So you know the Saints have got some some aging players, but they're like cheese; they're getting better with age. Uh, yeah, I want to say thirty is aging. I'll say thirty is right there. We, like, we we need to see how they do this year. Yeah, I think thirty is about the time where it's like, listen, buddy, you got a couple more years, and you're gonna fall off. That's gonna be it, ladies and gentlemen. That's gonna wrap up the NFC South division. A very interesting division, very exciting division. Uh, next episode, I'm not going to say when because I don't want to hype you guys up and it doesn't come out. Uh, we're going to try for Friday, but if it comes out Monday, don't kill me. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about the AFC South division. They got a very exciting team there, the Colts. 
Um, Probably with the worst division in the league. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, there's a Colts, Jaguars, yeah, it, just, it just says 8-8 eight eight all over it. <laughs> yeah, but Colts made a lot of additions, so well, it'll be, it'll be fun to talk about those. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Javon Sakash. Have you got anything to say? Um, see you next episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure to share and subscribe to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen.